Hello, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where we talk about what's morally right with you. And today we're going to be talking about taxes. Yes, taxes. Taxes are something that is always disliked, or in some cases, idolized in all cultures of human society even going back to the time of Jesus. So, with that being said, our current tax situation is downright, you know, ridiculous. It's appalling. You know, we're constantly hearing that the government wants to start taxing the rich. A lot of it due to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying the rich needs to be taxed, somehow part of the Green New Deal. And other people, but in all reality, there's only certain rich people that are being taxed and certain levels of authorities that are being taxed, while the rest of us have to be taxed and penalized in ways that's just downright ridiculous. Now let's for a second think about where the tax money goes. Tax money goes to, supposed to be going to, what's to say, where it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be going to school education. Uh, to provide things for schools. It's supposed to be going to fire department to provide uh, funding for the fire department, supplies and whatnot. It's supposed to be going to your local police station, which is the ultimate thing where it makes no sense right now because so many police officers have been defunded all over the nation. And with that being said, the tax money's got to go somewhere. It was not going into the police station or to the officers or supplies or whatever, then it must be going to city officials. And if it's going to city officials, that means somewhere in between their judges and so forth are getting their funding. And there's lots of little other things that has to do with uh, being taxed. And lately, the reason is the reason why I bring it up. Nancy Pelosi agreed to a $600 deal. Now, before I, because I'm kind of ahead right now, before I really get deep into that, the whole thing I'm trying to say is that IRS has changed policies to where they want to see if someone gets $600 where they're spending the money. Now, that goes beyond taxing. That's more like uh, evasion. That's more like trying to evade in your privacy, your personal life, and dictate how you're supposed to spend your own personal money. You got $600 and over, then they're watching you and your account. And they're trying to see how you spend your money. Maybe this is their ultimate goal to be able to figure out how to do the stock market and figure out how to uh, get something out of you, you know. But the ultimate problem with this is no one is safe. That means a person that's trying to start from rock bottom gets penalized if they make a $600 paycheck. Think about all the homeless people out there in society. They try to work. The ones that actually want to work and don't want to be a burden to society and a drug written uh, nut job. You know, you know those people that actually want to get back on their feet and they're homeless and they get $600 paycheck and the IRS is watching them trying to figure out how they're going to spend their money. So then the ultimate thing comes, what's the repercussion of how the 
IRS watches us as we spend this little $600 paycheck that we may get. Some of us get more than that. Some people get $1,200 paychecks a week or even better. And so with that, I mean, the IRS is already taking money out of your paycheck constantly. And for them to do that, that means they've already got money coming to them. That's the taxes. There's the money. You know, we're supposed to be getting something back in a year. What we get back isn't half the money that they take from us, you know. It's barely a portion of what we get back, you know. And it just makes the whole job market and everything crazy. I believe if they were to monetize us (laughs) or watch us, monitor us, then the whole thing about it is they're trying to see where we spend money so they can invest in certain stocks and increase money on these things we invest in. It's the only reason why you would want to, you know, watch what people are doing. If people are buying a shitload of toilet paper, well, let's raise the prices on toilet paper. You know, it just makes more sense. Inflation would have to happen. There's no other reason to monitor someone uh, with one little $600 paycheck unless you're trying to, you know, force some kind of spending law. Some kind of thing that tells people, hey, you can't spend your money on this and that. Which is ridiculous when the whole economy, when America itself is a corporation. And so, with that being said, you got to think, okay, why would a corporation not want you to spend a certain amount of money? And why would they be watching how you spend your money? Unless they're trying to be really cautious on things. There's things in a normal day, if you got cash, that you would buy and you're not thinking about nothing, you know, it's just random things that anybody would buy. Somebody might be on a street corner selling some kind of food, you know, and you buy it. It doesn't mean nothing, but then let's say that they had a problem with people buying from street vendors. So then if you do that, then hey, you know, you're getting penalized because you did something they don't want you to do. And that's just downright wrong and weird. And so it comes to the point where you have to look at this type of situation and go, hmm, if they're taxing based on one paycheck, then later on the whole thing would be how people are getting paid. Now, of course, they made a whole nationwide thing about $15 an hour and how $15 an hour is supposed to be, you know, reasonable money for people to live on. I disagree. I believe that some of the people in these higher positions, I believe all people in one company, I don't care what company it is, should be paid the same wages. You're saying, why, Shelby? Why would you think that? Well, here's why. Okay. And this is a story Jesus told, and it was basically about employment and being taxed at the same time. So there was this farmer, and he told all the people that came that he would give them all $100 for their day of work if they came and worked for eight hours or whatever. And they were all working and all happy. They were all planning to get eight—I mean, a hundred dollars at the end of the eight hours. And some other people came in, and they started working. And then at the end of the eight hours, the man gave everybody a hundred dollars. And then the other people were like, "Hey, they weren't here when, in the beginning when you hired us. They didn't deserve to get that hundred dollars." And the guy said, "Hey." The last, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first, because he paid the last people that he hired hundred dollars before he paid the ones he originally hired first. Now, that's where that phrase comes from. That's what it means, and it can be used in many different terms. Most people who aren't 
spiritually entwined don't understand the meaning of you know the first shall be last and the last shall be first but in all reality what the story means the moral of that story the point of that story is to say this that all workers should have equal pay now what i'm saying i'm not saying all workers around the nation had fifteen dollars an hour like how biden's saying i'm saying if there's a company like starbucks and starbucks the highest employees getting paid oh $37 an hour. Well, then all Starbucks employees should be paid $37 an hour. If somebody's working at McDonald's in a McDonald's food chain, the top guy is getting paid, oh, let's say $4,000 an hour. Well, fuck, everybody should get paid $4,000 an hour. I don't even know if McDonald's make that much, but they got enough franchises running around the country that somebody's getting paid that amount of money. Okay? The corporation itself. And then this is this whole thing. If if you got all these companies and there's a CEO or somebody on top and they're getting a certain amount, everybody should get paid the same amount. It's fair for a living and it's more comfortable for people to live instead of making people struggle paycheck to paycheck, fight for something, they go to the store and they're arguing, they're mad. People, you, see, you wonder why people are mad in, in the grocery store sometimes besides the idiots that go around Walmart at like it's Disneyland or some crazy shit, you know. But the reason why people get mad in grocery stores most of the time, especially when it comes to the mills or whatever, because we already know what we want. We go in there, we get it. But then at the same time, we forget something. You know, you forget something like, oh, crap, forgot the toilet paper. Oh, I forgot to get some beer or whatever, you know. And because you forget these things, you're ultimately coming back and the thing about it is the day you're shopping most likely is your day off and on your day off you're sitting there like okay i gotta wash my clothes i gotta you know you just told so many things you gotta do on a short period of time because you might have one day off three days off depending on how your job is you know and so with that being said you don't have much time to fuck around bullshit whatever okay you need to get things done and so when you're shopping, then there's somebody else, and they're in line ahead of you, and they're cutting line. All these little rude things, they argue with the cashier. There's more people who argue with the cashiers or try to get things they want than anything. And then you got more people that run around. They're stealing things because they don't have the exact amount of what they need. Or maybe they're just stealing things because they want to, like I said, be a burden on society, and they want to get something real quick for nothing. You know? But either way... With all that spending and money going into these companies, someone has to step up and say we all deserve the same pay. Because in all reality, I believe the person that's working hard deserves more money than the person sitting on his ass somewhere saying, I run this company. I'm better than you. You know, and then you get micromanaged by some little dick that's younger than you, you know. Or someone that found a way because they're related to somebody to get into the company and do things. And so with that being said, it's just more confusing. It's more chaotic. It's more stressful. And shopping is just horrible. And this is why. And let's be honest, man. This, you know, the whole return situation is ridiculous. Especially with places now. I understand a whole bunch of people saved GameStop. To me, I think they should have let it go under. Because people purchase games. I remember... When the Sopranos video game came out, and at the same time I had uh, that and um, Justice League Heroes, 
on layaway type of thing. And when they both came, you know, I got the Justice League Heroes. I played it all night. I beat it in one day. But the Soprano game, I beat in less than an hour or hour to after two hours or whatever. And it was so in lane compared to what, you know, because I was a fan of the Soprano series and stuff. And uh, it just really bothered me that the game was so small, so short, and didn't really have a lot of stuff to do. It was just big bang done, you know. So I tried to return it. Now, this game, when it was sold, where I'm at now, I don't know about the rest of the country or the world or whatever, but they sold it for $60 fucking $2. I spent $62 on this game. Now I try to return to get my money back. You have no money policy back. You got, oh, you can purchase any other game you want, but if there's no other game that's interesting to you, then you just lost your money. They give you store credit. I don't want store credit because I might not want the system might go obsolete next year. You never know with technology. It just keeps it. I remember when Pentium chips were the, the thing. Now that's ridiculous. You know, you get gaming cards and terabytes and stuff like that. You don't got floppy disks and shit no more. So all this stuff is just wrong. You know, that's why I say that GameStop should have went belly up because they were sitting there actually profiting off of the money and not giving the, the buyer close to the amount back in return and so once again that's the thing where they're being taxed you know you're being taxed you're buying something you're getting something and you're getting nothing in return you know you're getting very little or nothing in return and it's the same thing with the IRS. I don't care what anybody says. You're, you're getting money sucked out of your paycheck constantly through the year. Constantly. But then, you you know, I don't know who wants to do it. There's some people that do it. We'll sit there and add that money amount up that they're taking every year. You know what I'm saying? And then turn around and go, okay, this is how much you owe me back. But yet, other people, the majority of people, don't know how to do it. That's why they came up with these online tax, you know, places. You know, came up with agent R blockhead, you know what I'm saying, and so on and so on, so they can figure out how to do it without being penalized. And the thing that bothers me the most is nobody wants to sit there and hold these companies responsible for these taxes. The biggest tax problem is, well, believe it or not, what I'm about to say is the biggest tax in the whole country in the whole world and no one realizes it because they're more obsessed with the term of money and how much money that accumulates and that's the lottery the lottery is tax okay the lottery is tax for the poor it's taxing the poor seriously you got people going oh if I win the lottery, if I win the lottery and I get this money, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have a yacht. I'm going to have five, six women I can have sex with every day. I'm going to have a little midget serve me fruit on, on a big old platter. And I'm going to have me a dolphin and a cheetah pet. You know, like whatever. Okay? Stupid. You can't get all these things and be happy with this lottery money. Because the number one thing that happens to people with the lottery is the news always, always puts that person on the news. Oh, oh, John Henry just won the lottery. He just won $940 billion. They do that, I'm telling you. For like, I remember in my late 20s, I was really obsessed with the lottery and I kept buying lottery tickets. I would buy large amounts and all kinds of crap, scratch it and stuff. 
and I win more on the stretches, believe it or not. But the thing about it is, you sit there and you watch the news afterwards and you realize, bang, these people who are sitting there uh, on the fucking news are being exploited. They won the money. They can't just say, oh, this person won, and, you know, or somebody won in this state and the person wishes to be anonymous. No, they sit there and say the name straight up. Sarah Henshaw won the money. Like, what? <laughs> you know, and so this is why a lot of people get killed after they win the lottery. But what I'm saying is it's taxing the poor is because imagine somebody, they, you know, they're poor, they're homeless. They, can, they don't have to be, they can be in a ghetto somewhere. It'll be anything. And you sit there and they got like a dollar or so. You know, they might have all together $7, but they spend $1 on a lottery ticket and on the hope that they would win the lottery. But you're already poor. And so you're taxing to get this money that, that can randomly, I mean, randomly occur to go directly to one individual when it really doesn't. And they had a raffle thing they created uh, the last, the, you know, around the last couple of times I decided to, uh, to play the lottery. And it was like a state raffle. And there was only a certain amount of tickets they were going to sell, but everybody was supposed to win something out of it. Well, can you imagine? I bought like about 15 tickets. I bought about 15 of them, and I didn't win a damn thing. <laughs> but everybody else supposed to win it, which which makes me believe. And then when they showed the live, there was live feed at the time where they showed the individual, or they were going to pull the numbers and tell you who won. And they already had the name. On a, on a little stupid uh, fake check thing of the person who won. And it was like, it was already set up. You already knew who you were going to give the money to. So it was a stand. A lot of these things are. And it's just taxing the poor. Same thing with uh, uh, the clearinghouse uh, company. You know, they'll, talk, they'll show these guys on the commercials, these girls and guys. And they could go, oh, you just want publishing clearinghouse. They go, oh, yeah, I want this money. Yeah, yeah. But what they don't show you on a the, on the dumbass commercial is the fact you got to buy all these magazines. And it's not, it's not just one magazine. It's multiple magazines. And they want you to keep buying all and all these magazines to where you're overloaded with magazines of crap you don't even read, not even interested in. And at the same time, you got a, a big old debt getting built up because you're subscribed to all these magazines, you know, and they just keep coming and coming. And then for the longest time, you might not never, ever, 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 ever hear from this publishing clearinghouse. And that's the honest God truth. You most likely will never hear from them. You know, like to this day, I have a shitload. At the time when I first was doing that, I had a whole bunch of Playboy, Penthouse, and all the crap. I can admit it. I don't give a damn. And a whole bunch of food magazines and some fitness magazines and some other one about cars, a couple car magazines that I liked. Low Rider was one of them. And I never got publishing clearinghouse. And this was in my old house. And I lived at that house for like 11 years. And I've never, ever, ever once got anything from publishing clearinghouse except for, you want to buy more magazines? <laughs> so that's taxing people. Certain things tax people. The biggest one that was was you know is credit taxes too, and so it's like when you get things like Columbia House. Now Disney's got like this Columbia House type thing called the Disney Club, and it's just like Columbia House. You can buy you know a bunch of movies on a you know for a dollar, and then you buy the main one, the last one for twenty dollars, and then they steady charging you for every movie that you get beyond a certain amount. It's all taxed. 
you know, and it's not tax reductible either. So it's just a thing where they mess your credit up if you don't pay, you know, because some, you know, a kid might say, oh, I want these movies. And so they'll fill it out, put the one in where there's $20 in there. Then their mom doesn't realize it's a way later. And bang, their credit's bad. Right off of one little, you know, impulse of a child. And so these things have to be analyzed. And I know I went way, 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 way far off into left field, but every little bit of how we spend money, every little investment, every little, you know, decision, every quick judgment of impulse, you know, we have to sit back and say, hey, is this being taxed? Am I being taxed right now? You know what I'm saying? It's like if you go to a car guy and you fix the car, you know how much the part costs, but you don't feel like getting on your knees putting a freaking alternator in. You know what I mean? And so the guy wants to charge you more for this stuff because there's supposed to be a labor fee. But at the same time, the labor fee shouldn't be beyond the part cost. But people do that, and especially do it to people who's naive on uh, car parts and stuff. So you being taxed all over the place for so many different things. The thing about it is, Jesus didn't like the tax collector in, in some cases. And there's one tax collector who ended up being obsessed with the fact that Jesus walked into town, climbed a tree to see him. And when he did that, he became a follower of Jesus. And then he went and opened up his house and gave a feast to Jesus' and disciples and anybody else that was with them. And with that being said, there's a guy who had a change of heart about taxing people. And then we got to look at the ultimate story that people forget has to do with taxes. It is the whole Robin Hood story. Prince John was charging everybody for just being in the freaking kingdom. He's taxing everybody, taxing the rich, the poor, the religious, you know, and the kids, everything. What they do, Robin Hood stood up and fought against that taxes. He fought against the, the the king. He fought against the, you know, soldiers. He fought against, you know, the sheriff of Rottingham or Nottingham, whatever, you know. But the moral of that story is, you know, that we must fight against people who want to take advantage of us and tax us just for their greed. And that's what happened in that whole story. That's what Robin Hood is truly about. So you have to look at it like you're being attacked by greedy people. And you must find a way to overcome them. If not by God, by your own will. So I implore you to go out and try to analyze everything you're spending money on. Everything you're investing in. Everything you're thinking about. And realize it might be in tax. Is this fair or just as a greedy company trying to suck me dry? And I'll tell you the number one that is the greediest is credit card companies. They give you an interest rate of 18% when it comes to credit cards. Because if you go out and you spend one credit card purchase on something, they're going to sit there and say, hey, you owe us our money immediately. Pretty much they want their money immediately. And if you don't give it to you, give it to them, you're going to be taxed because they're going to mess with your credit. They're going to make it to where you blacklist from getting a credit card. And they, you know, that's why they, you know, think about it. Banks have little spots everywhere. 
the credit card companies have big fucking star rises. They have buildings. They have freaking big ass sky rise, skyscraper buildings. And why do they have that? Because they tax everybody that uses these credit cards. So, like I said, I implore you to analyze your life, your finances, and how you purchase things and how you spend money. Because there's evil behind it and crookedness. But the moral high ground was came by Jesus when he said, The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And with that, this is moral high ground. Peace be with you all, and blessings upon you always.